Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Hey, believers. Next week, I'll be back in the pulpit after two months out. I'm really excited about the new series, Parables. We're going to have a blast. And I've already preached it twice just to make sure I'm able to preach. And I can preach. So, And I can preach standing up. I preached it with my suit on today just to practice at home. Um, but today, we're going to finish up summer school. And we have Corey Clement ministering. Corey oversees our tech here at Believers, which is vast. And uh, he is also a very good teacher. He teaches in our student ministry. He's also my son-in-law. He's given me two beautiful uh, grandchildren married to my daughter Deanna. Can we give it up for Corey? Let him know we are excited that he's ministering the Word of God today. Let's give it up. Whew. All right, we are here. I'm not going to lie. This is uh, this is not my forte. I'm a talker. I'm not a speaker. So that means three things. That means uh, I'm going to forget some things. I'm going to go on some tangents, and uh, you're going to wish this conversation ended five minutes earlier. Then it started. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, maybe we'll find out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um, I love, uh, I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I love taking this last chance to do this message. And then the weight is all over. I get all the stress in my shoulders. Anytime I'm stressed out, it's all in the shoulders. So this whole time I've been like in the back, I'm like, just relax it out, baby. Just, you got to shake it out. Just got to get it out. Um, I'm excited to finish up uh, summer school. It's been a really fun series. I think they did this on purpose though, where they put me last because that way I can under-promise, under-deliver, and then they bring the, the head honcho back next week and they're like, oh, thank goodness he's back. Everybody's like, woof, we were in rough hands there and now we are smooth sailing. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, no pressure, no pressure. Um, I do, uh, I have two, two kids, Ophi, who's four, and Rosalia, who's one, and I, Love them. They are cute, cuddly girls, and they're a lot of a lot of fun. And I wish for the next 20 minutes that I could just show you pictures and videos and just you could really relive the moments that I lived and I can say, aren't they cute? And you guys could all just agree with me. We could do like a hand-raising, like voting system on what's the cutest, but that's not what's gonna happen. But they are big emotion people, and uh, I just I miss them. So I'm just reliving my moments right right now with them. But we're we're in summer school right now. And uh, I loved school, not because of anything about school. Um, I was a good student. I was in the threes for the GPAs, but I was a socialite, extrovert. I was there for a party. I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, after lunch, I got a nap. And uh, anything in between was about me talking and getting to, getting to my friends and whatnot. Um, and I thought I was just this great philosopher when I thought to myself, man, if we could just eliminate grades from school, wouldn't that make a school so much fun? Then I realized nobody would be here. What would be the purpose? If I just showed up to not get anything in return, I wouldn't be there. I'd be gone. I would be socializing as a socialite myself. So, and I thought to myself, well, what's really that bad about grades? Honestly, it's just that nobody likes to be told that they're not good at things. Um, and that's what grades kind of do. They either tell you you're really good at something or you're okay at something, or you're really bad at something. And as, you know, like an A-B student, if I told you in the lobby after this, hey, 
I got three B's and two A's every year in high school. You'd be like, oh, that's fantastic. It would slip your mind, your memory instantly. You'd go off to Panera after this service, get some incredible half sandwich, half salad, and you would never think about my GPA again. But if I told you I got four A's and every single year I got one F, you'd probably just like look at me. You would look at me differently. Every time you looked at me, you'd be like, what did he fail? And I could tell you right now, it would have been spelling. I'm a terrible terrible speller. I cannot spell. Phonetic spelling, not my thing. I have a phone that has a little red squiggly line underneath it. That is my spelling. That's all I need. I just need a tap. But in reality, three Bs and two As is almost the same GPA as four As and one F. And if I would have realized that earlier on, I would have just skipped a class. I would have just picked one every single year and said, this is the one. I'm not going. I'm not going. Why? Because I would rather just coast through school. I was a coaster. Anyway, that was a sidetrack. That's because I'm a talker, not a speaker. Um, All that to say, there's a pressure that came from grades. Am I right? Like there was a pressure to make sure that you were doing at least up to this standard every single year. You had to get to this point every single year and it can create pressure. And again, if you're like me, pressure goes all right here. Oddly enough, I always pinch nerves in my shoulders and I can't figure out why. It's because I just, as soon as I get stressed, I'm over here like, <laughs> and I get the stress here. I get my wings and my Taco Bell here. But today we're just going to focus on the shoulders. All right. We just, is it okay to go into August a little less stressed? Is everybody okay with that? Everybody's okay with that? <sighs> Amen. Amen. I got kids that aren't going into school school, but I can imagine if I was going through the back to school season, that would be stressful trying to figure all that out, new season, new grade or new kids and all that jazz, stressful, going back to work, time change. I like summer. I don't want it to go away. So there's just, August feels kind of like that tapered down. So let's just get into August and be relaxed. You know, this is just me the whole day today, uh, relaxed. So, and I don't know if anybody here is, uh, anybody here a Time Magazine reader? Yes. I don't know if you guys got the new issue yet. Um, 2023 have been graded, voted the graciest man of 2023. Wow, what a stud. So you guys are in for an, an absolute TED talk today, if I were to say so myself. Um, and if you didn't get that edition of Time, I'm sorry. I don't know where it's at, but we'll figure that one out. You can call Time Magazine on that. Um, I would like to just take a moment, like I said, just go into August a little less stressed, a little more struggling. You're going to see me shrug my shoulders probably like 50 times in this entire message. Um, And who knows? This could be the shortest service you've ever been to at BC. This could be the shortest service you've ever experienced. We'll find out. Uh, There's there's no pressure here. Um, But I have three main things that I want to talk to you about. And just reminding us of what grace is and why we're graded by grace and nothing else. That we're graded by grace. And we kind of needed grace as soon as we had sin in our life. And it's because it kind of created a gap between where we were supposed to be and, and where we were. And we can kind of see this in Romans 5.18. said, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation or guilt for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. 
So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God, resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ. Now, right standing, what an interesting word that we don't really use that often. Like we don't, I don't walk around and say, you know what, today, my daughter, Ophi, she is in right standing with me. My daughter, Rosie, she is right standing. My wife is in right standing with me. People would look at me. That's not something you say. It's very biblical. And and in the essence, it just means that you can have a relationship with God without guilt, that you can have a moment of prayer. You can have a moment of conversation, moment of worship, just a relationship without guilt. That's what right standing. So ultimately what the scripture is pretty much saying is like, hey, before grace, we were here and we needed to be here, but grace elevated us, got into right standing with God. It filled the gap. And that's actually point number one is that we are graded by grace and grace fills the gaps. I have a lot of gaps in my life and I'm sure my wife could maybe give you a small list. Um, none of them are, you know, it's that serious. <laughs> but we all have some gaps. Some of us may feel that we have our, a gap between our assignment and our abilities. I loved what Pastor Tony talked about a few weeks ago about knowing our assignment. And how many of us know that sometimes in school there was assignments that we got and I was like, I do not want to do that at all, at all. And in college, I figured out at some point, I was like, this one won't actually affect my grade that much. So I didn't do it. But sometimes we get assignments that we just can't avoid. And it feels like either I don't want to do it. I don't feel like I can do it. I know I can't do it. I'm not in the right place to do it. Sometimes we have callings in our life. We feel like the gifts that we feel like we have don't line up with our callings and that there's a gap in between there. That's where grace steps in. That's where where we are and where we need to be. Grace fills the gaps. And uh, I don't know if anybody's like a DIYer here. Um, I know we got some really good construction people here, so I won't try to insult anybody, but I'm, if I know we're not in the mood to grade, you know, I'm not going to give out letter grades, but I am going to grade myself. If I was a DIYer, I'm probably going to give myself a C and here's why. And this could be generous. When I get done, there's going to be way more caulking than there needs to be. It's not going to be level. There's going to be a gap somewhere where I keep telling you, if you don't look at it, it's really not that bad. I'm like, take a couple steps back. Now look at it. Pretty good, huh? Take those glasses off, even better. I am a DIYer to the max. So I did a couple projects and I did a project where I needed to insulate around some plumbing because it was on an exterior wall. I did, did not do the plumbing because I get an F in plumbing. And uh, he's like, yeah, just uh, grab one of these cans if you can't get insulation behind there. And it's called uh, this great stuff gap filler. Wow. Synthetic cheese coming out, sticking to your walls, filling any gap that you may find. It was a lifesaver. You just pretty much, you're like, you spray it in there. And it looks really bad at first. I promise. It looks like you have old, what's that string cheese brand? Anyway, cheese whiz. Thank you. Looks like you just put like cheese whiz from 1972 on your wall and you're like, ah, oh, I should just get a Ritz cracker and kind of like, can't eat it, promise you. But it's incredible 
because it fills the gaps. And it doesn't do it instantly, but it's really fun to watch. And if you're like me when you use it, I would use way too much. I try, it expands, but I'm impatient. It's a gap of mine. Uh, And I spray it and I'm like, well, it's going to expand. So I just put a whole bunch in there. But when I come back the next day or in a few hours, it looks like I have like fungus growing out of my wall because it expanded so much. It's disgusting, Um, but it's incredible. And uh, you can find it any homeware, you know, home home store or whatever. And if you're like me, DIY, just just a plug again, because I'm a talker, not a speaker. Uh, I spend more time at Menards than doing the project. I buy the wrong thing the first time, the second time, and the third time. And it's not before I get somebody on the phone who tells me to buy the right thing that I actually get the project done. That was only supposed to take 15 minutes. Anyway, I would recommend having a can of that stuff all the time. But in reality, God has a whole bunch of those cans ready for you. And the nice thing is it has a whole bunch of different names on it that grace isn't just forgiveness. Like we weren't just given forgiveness with grace. Grace as a gap filler can be a a multitude of different things. It could be a willingness, obedience. It could be commitment. It could be strength, patience. Preach to yourself, Corey. It could be forgiveness. It could be a change of heart. It's a lot of things that God puts on that can and says, hey, I got a gap filler for you. I love for you to use it. But if you're like me, just like with any other DIY project, I avoid asking. I don't want to ask. Why? Because sometimes it's annoying to admit that we're not good at something. It goes against our nature. We'd rather just be good at everything or we don't talk about the things we're not good at. And that's tough. That's tough to carry that burden when you're like, I'm not good at this. I know there's ways other people are good at it. So there's clearly something there. I don't want to talk about it. The Bible actually talks about it here in 2 Corinthians. This is Paul referencing God. So each time he said, so this is God speaking, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's powerful. And I know it almost feels weird at first because I'm, I know this doesn't technically apply, but I'm telling you, I'm terrible at spelling. So that'd be like me going through the lobby saying, hey, nice to meet you. My name's Corey. I'm really bad at spelling and I'm proud of it. I got two kids at home. I got a wife. doesn't matter. This is the thing I'm most proud of. I suck at spelling and I need you to know it. Looking you dead in the eyes, staring you in the lobby. It would just be weird. It feels weird to think, oh, if everybody just knew what we were bad at, what would happen? It goes against what we want to do. But God's saying, hey, you can actually boast about it, boast about your weakness because in that gap, you will have way more than you ever had just with your normal abilities. That your, your C's and D's and F's and whatever in your, your life actually become more powerful than all the A's that you've earned on your own. That there's power in our weakness because God gets to move through our weakness. God gets to show up in our weakness. And you know what's really cool about it? It's always evident that it's God because at some people, some point, people are like, ah, oh, that's just not him. But there's gotta be something different because he's, he's doing something that I've never seen him do. So grace is God filling the gap when we admit we have the gap. Second point is graded by grace not by our stains. Anybody hate stains? I hate stains. I have a laundry machine that, washing machine, laundry machine, whatever. 
laundry combo. I have a washing machine that leaves phantom stains all over the things that I like. And I promise you that I could go home and there's like a one out of 10 chance I put this shirt in that washing machine and I click all the right buttons and I put all the right detergent in. And when I pull it out, there's some random dark stain on it. And I don't understand why. I didn't even eat in it. Like, what happened? So I'm over here Googling, hey, uh, Google, why do I have dark stains on my shirt? And they're always like, your washing machine's not clean. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, this thing is sparkling. I don't understand. So I do like the tub cleaner cycle. I'm going in the rubber, trying to make sure there's nothing there. It just, I get stains. I hate stains. I remember there was this time, and I can't, I think it's my subconscious blocking it completely because I don't want to admit how bad I made it. But there was something that we had that was white. When I say we, my wife and I, and it's, it's either my shirt or her shirt or like some decorative thing that we had and we got a stain on it. And I thought, I'll be a big boy. I'll be an adult and I'll go spray some spray, whatever you call it, stain remover on it. And it says, rub it together and make sure you activate it, aggravate it. I'm an aggravated guy, trust me. We don't need any more aggravation. And uh, I'm aggravating it. It doesn't look like it's doing anything. So I thought, I'm gonna be, the bigger man and get some Dawn dish soap because I've seen some real miracles with Dawn dish soap. You know, that grease. So I get some Dawn dish soap and I put it on a rag. I start scrubbing it, aggravating it. Pretty quickly, I realized out of ignorance, you do not rub white things with red rags. And I had this little pink blotch, like my skin, nice pink blotchy mess in front of me. And I'm like, now I'm shoulders are up all aggravated, stressed out. I'm like, everything's aggravated. I'm aggravated. The shirt's the red, the rag. And I'm like, I, I promise you, I don't even remember what happened to it. I don't know if I just threw it away, if I burned it. I subconscious blocked it. But I just always remember that now when I grab anything that's white, I'm looking for the purest white thing to ever even just touch that white item. But stains are annoying. And by nature, as a human, we've been kind of stained with some sin in our life. From, you know, in the beginning, Adam sinned and it kind of changed us. We had a sin nature. And uh, it talks about it here, back again in that Romans 5, but this is Romans 5.20, God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. And to me, I almost took that as like, hey, if you're having a bad hair day and somebody just walked around with a mirror, it's still bad. Still bad. You're like, ah, go away from me. <laughs> Aggravation, shoulders up. Um, and it's like, yeah, the law was there for two reasons. One negative, one positive. The negative was we all found out we sinned and we were sinners and we continue to sin. We just kept sinning. And everybody's like, oh, you're sinning too. You're sinning. My mom's sinning. Your dad's sinning. Everybody found out, yeah, we're sinning. And it was like a name to it. But here was the positive that came from it because everybody knew they were sinning, it actually ended up drawing them closer to God. There was this process where it's just like, oh, I am falling short and I'm hearing about this relationship I can have with God. And it started drawing people there because they're like, yeah, this, this seems like the right thing to do. And it's like, almost like if every single day I woke up and I grabbed this shirt that now has been mysteriously stained by my phantom washing machine gremlin, and I put it on and I look in the mirror and I see that it's stained. Yes, I'm happy, I guess, that I at least found out that my shirt is stained. 
and I didn't walk around the entire day with a stain on my shirt. At the same time, I'm annoyed that I have a stain on my shirt and I have to go get another shirt. Now, before grace, it would have just been like me going back to the closet every single time and getting a shirt that's already stained. I'd keep coming back to the mirror. I'm still stained. Coming back to the mirror, it's a whole new shirt. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put a sweatshirt on. It's got a stain on it. That's frustrating, aggravating shoulders up. But at the same time, once grace stepped in, God actually said, hey, I'll take that stained shirt, I'll refresh it, make it new, give you a new t-shirt. Doesn't matter. It actually talks about this in Acts 3, 19. It says, repent, then turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. That's good. That's good news. I know repenting is like a hard thing. I can tell you with utmost confidence, I had a discussion with my wife yesterday that resulted in me waiting at least an hour to say the words, I'm sorry. I was over here just shoulders up, (laughs) aggravated. (laughs) It's hard. Why? It's almost like admitting weakness again. It's like full circle. Man, this grace thing's full circle. And sometimes we get messy just because we're in a messy situation or other people have mess. We get messy. We get stains on us just from other people. I have, like I said, I got two daughters by my one daughter, Rosalia, she's one. So she just started walking and she's an aggressive walker. Like she's loud. She's like in all shapes of form. Like her heels are loud. Her grunting's loud. Everything's loud. So when she walks, she's like, she looks, I, I won't say that. That's mean. I don't want her to find out about this years later. But she's aggressive. She's an aggressive walker. I promise. My other daughter is like a fairy. She's like, <laughs> and she loves like grabbing things and put them in like baskets. And she loves throwing things at you, even if it like le- legitimately could hurt you. So one day I'm sitting on the floor. There's a show on the TV about colors and numbers, and I'm just zoned out. And all of a sudden I just hear, <laughs> And she grabs, she has this giraffe that she loves and she cuddles real cool. It's really cute. And she has it by the ear and she's, <laughs> she comes up to me and she just tosses it at me. And I catch it because I'm an athlete. No doubt about that. Ain't no weakness here. Ain't no gap there. I'm an athlete. <laughs> but you know what did happen when I catch that? I get like a little bit of splat all over me. This thing was soaking wet. I'm like, What? And I'm like, D, how did this get wet? I thought maybe they went outside and she dropped it in a puddle or did we have a toy for Ophi that has water? And she's, <laughs> so I'm like, well, I'm going to figure it out. So I get up and she's <laughs> behind me all excited because I'm holding her giraffe. And all of a sudden we turn the corner and we found out, oh, she put it in the toilet. <laughs> That's disgusting. And I'm looking back and she's, <laughs> and she's about to put her thumb in her mouth. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's like a sci-fi movie. We're about to start a brand new virus. We do not need that. And I'm like, this is disgusting. She just like literally gave me toilet water. I know what goes in that toilet. You don't need to know, but it's not good. And she handed me her mess. And guess what? I got a little messy. There's going to be times in our life where we get messy just because we're messy people. There are messy people in this room. There's not a clean person in this room. We are all messy. We're dirty. 
We sometimes will just get messy because we're around other people's mess. Guess what? Family's messy. Guess what? Relationships are messy. Church can be messy. But there's a grace that comes because we're graded by it, not by our mess or our stains. It's incredible. So here's what I say. Grace is God removing our stains when we ask for forgiveness. And how many of you know that's really tough? I know I said it before, but it's tough. It's tough to get in a messy spot. It's tough to know that you're, I'm dirty just because I was around mess. Like I'm frustrated because I'm around mess. Like the only reason why God right now, I even need forgiveness is because somebody else was messy in the first place. That's tough. But a consistent reminder of Father, I just thank you for forgiving me for my faults, my sins. I do my best every day and I know that I will fall short every single day. Grace. And there is a release that can happen because I don't want any guilty Christians in this room. I really don't. I know what guilty Christianity can look like. It can make you feel weird in the morning. It can make you feel weird at night. It feels like you're really falling short. And that's not what Christianity, that's not what following Christ is about. It's about living through this grace. And here's my last point, is that we're graded by grace yesterday, now, and tomorrow. I put an asterisk there uh, just because I truly think that the grace that we had yesterday won't always be exactly what we need today. Same way, hey, we learned pretty simple math in first, second grade. By the time we got to high school, yeah, we still needed some of that. But eventually, we don't really do math that much. Can I just be honest with you? We don't do that much math. I do not, I do not activate my trigonometry skills ever in my life. And apparently, I had a grace for trigonometry for a season of my life of a semester. But there's going to be things in our life that we had a grace for that we don't need the grace for anymore. And I can promise you, almost anybody in youth ministry, I know some people here, you can ask them, how can you, how did you be in youth ministry for so long? I can tell you, it is full of emotion. I know my daughters are big emotion people. They are. They're shriekers, criers, alligator tears a lot. Youth ministry is the same thing. Next gen ministry. There is a grace that comes when you're in there. And when you look back, you're like, oh, I just had grace for it. Like, I don't have it right now, but that's okay. But also I want to remind you, it's okay to not forget about any of the grace that you had. I don't want to also forget about any of the prayers that have been answered in my life. Why? Because that would be foolish. It is a constant reminder. It's the most upfront reminder, the most personalized reminder of how God has moved in my life. Why would I want to forget that? So yesterday's grace, maybe it's not for right now. Maybe it's not for tomorrow. Don't push it aside. Don't put it in a box. Remember it. Relish it. Now, I think sometimes we can get, and this is a guilty Christian mentality, is that we can almost live through the transactional moments of life. Hey, I'm here at church. Church, I can get grace. I can ask for forgiveness. I can have a moment with God. I can repent. I can maybe ask for some gaps to be filled. And that's, ching this is where I can get it, you know? But once I walk out, I gotta wait until I come back. Maybe you feel like, ah, when I'm driving and I got the good uh, worship music going or I'm listening to a good teaching, 
Um, I can have some grace then, but I can't have it all the time. We can live in this transactional trap of Christianity instead of living free from grace. And I, I think tomorrow is so prevalent because can I tell you something? It says it in Romans 5, 20, but as people sin more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. Can I promise you something? As a, as a globe, as a planet, our sin is not gonna start declining. It's just gonna keep going up. You know why? Because we got more people coming. They're messy people. We're messy people. The sin's just gonna keep going. But at the same time, above that line is another line of God's grace that is consistently covering that messiness. And it's kind of tough to wrap your head around like, ah, this just seems daunting to think, wow, we're gonna just keep progressing this way with sin. That's okay. You know why? Because that just means that God's grace is even more powerful now than it was yesterday. It's gonna be more powerful tomorrow than it is right now. In the hundred years, there's gonna be grace that we've never experienced just because of the mess that it has to cover. And that's kind of cool. So here's my final just takeaway. Grace is God's timeless, non-transactional love. So I'm gonna just pray real quick for you guys. Father, we just thank you for all the incredible people here. Father, we just thank you that over these next couple days, weeks, months, season of life, Father, that you continually remind them, hey, get those shoulders loose. I've given you far more tools than you think of that you actively use. Remind yourself, use those tools. Father, be an active reminder in our hearts, in our minds, that you give us the gap filler in the season in which we need it, that it fills that gap in perfect measure. And Father, I just thank you that you remind us every day that as we continue this walk with you, that yeah, we may have a stain on our shirt, but man, you have you are standing right there readily waiting to give us a brand new shirt. That we don't need to be searching for how to clean it. We don't have to get frustrated by the stains in our life that we can actually just give them to you and that you will give us a new transformed life. At the end of the day, Grace did one incredible thing, the most incredible thing, that gave us that eternal life with Jesus. Gave us that eternal relationship with our Father. Ephesians 2.8 says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and it's not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. What that means is that, man, when you have that eternal grace, you've stepped into an eternal life. You stepped into an eternal relationship with Jesus. And it's, Bible makes it very easy to do that. It's just a, a simple prayer, a simple moment where you get to accept that grace. Where you get to offer your repentance. You get to offer your gaps, your weaknesses. And in return, you get that grace. You leave the guilt because Jesus took all the guilt on the cross, took our stains, so real quick, we're just gonna pray for anybody in this room who is, hey, I would love to take that next step. I'd love to make a personal relationship with Christ. You guys could just repeat after me. Father, we thank you 
for your son, Jesus, and the gift that he gave us on the cross, that he took our stains and wiped us clean. Jesus, I repent of my sins. I give you my weaknesses and I give you my faith. You have my life. Amen. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc slash give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast. Thank you.